Review cultist. The E stand for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have a return to the cold relics stories with Liz Four. So, yeah, we've done a couple of cold storage stories prior, um, like Kitty Land and Laser Tag. Um, these stories are posted on creepost.wiki by DigiGecko, and as far as I know, they're also the, the, the writer and such. Um, they're also on an official website called Cold, uh, uh, the Cold Relics website. Um, and near as I could tell, as, we go, as I'm about to dive into the rundown, the, the starting narrator is our hero, the, uh, the character who was researching Laser Tag and then also like dealing with the stuff in Kittyland. So yes. our narrator, or our hero, um, as he is referenced on the, on the Cold Relics website, uh, has located a new strange Cold War era story involving technology um, through delving into dun-dun-dun. The deep web. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, this story is posted covertly through a third-party individual on the deep web for an anonymous person who is the daughter of the woman whose journal we are reading with commentary from the daughter. Did that, you get yeah, that, that, everybody? Sounds... <laughs> everybody got that? <laughs> uh, Spaceballs reference number one. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that, that, sounded, that sounded about as, as, uh, as convoluted as it did when I wrote it. <laughs> yep. Um, the journal transcribes events from the mom's job up in Barrow, Alaska, which is now called uh, Utkegvik, um, in present day, by the way, just FYI. No worries. Um, yeah, they gave, they gave, they, they, uh, they gave it back to the, uh, Inuit to, uh, rename and such. That was cool. They do have cooler names. Yes, they do. Yeah, the mom's has a job in Barrow, Alaska, uh, in the 1980s, uh, 1988 to be exact. Uh, and this journal transcribes her discovery while she was at work, um, decommissioning a, an old military base called Liz Four. Um, the base was part of the Cold War missile detection line up north. You know the the Cold War stuff, the making sure the commies didn't send any nukes our way or n- nukes down south um, of uh, of the Canadian border. So uh, we were the first line of defense up de- uh, up there. Um, and alongside a colleague, um, which we are given the false name of Isaac, just for like confidentiality and such. Um, they were tasked with cataloging things inside of the the base and making sure like it was in all it was all good and ready to go for demolition like make sure nobody had like been tampering with anything inside of it um i'm going to skip some de- a lot of details because this is about a 24 page long story <laughs> so just just mm-hmm. fyi um the computer uh she finds a computer while they're while they're in the base and it is a modified ibm 515 um that was wired to the wall and at first didn't seem to have anything on it, save for a connection to the ARPANET, which is the old military um, inter-network. 
it is on this computer that Mom, uh, which I'm going to be referring to the character, um, contacts someone or something named Central. Uh, over several talks, all of which are unauthorized, uh, we discover at first that Central is a computer uh, and is in charge of calculating procedures to do with launch miss- launching missiles at Russia during the Cold War. You know, again, that old chestnut, uh, mutually assured destruction, uh, counter counter strikes against the commies, blah, 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 blah. Um, when Mom tries to dissuade Central from these actions, updating him, or it, on the peaceful status of the conflict, it becomes upset and in denial that such a peaceful outcome could occur. Uh, it then kicks Mom out of the system, and she retreats back to town. Things get a bit dicey in the days following, uh, as a man in black is seen skulking around, and Mom becomes convinced that she is being monitored, even afraid that she will be taken and disappear for what she knows and has seen slash talked to. In the dead of night, uh, and before her uh, her final flight back to the States, she travels out to the base and communicates with Central one last time in an attempt to shut it down. Uh, it is in this dialogue that we discover Central is no mere machine, but a human who has been conditioned to function as a computer, possibly wired into a system uh, and locked away in some secretive location since 1969. Uh, it then attempts to launch missiles and mom freaks out uh followed by the power going out um she slips on some ice and loses time uh eventually coming to and uses the last bit of fuel in the generator to unlock the doors since they uh, electrically lock as soon as the the power goes out um however she needs to see if central has said anything further uh since she was away from the computer literally afk um Central did, in fact, leave messages to Mom, uh, along with a pre-made message to the American people that proclaims some hope for the future post-nuclear strike. A fountain of youth is referenced. Um, The the final message notes that Central self-terminated, and that's that. Uh, Mom goes on the run after this, leaving her daughter to the care and use of the government, or whoever was at work here, uh, to try and bait mom out of hiding. Years go by, the daughter, um, her, her, uh, the daughter's monitoring uh, from the government and whatnot is eventually kind of like loosened enough. Um, and the daughter also has the first journal entry, or the first journal uh, that her mom um, wrote all her like findings and stuff on, which tell the first half of this story. Um, leading up to her last trip to the base. Um, and she, like, she's kept that hidden from the, uh, the government people since, uh, since then. Later in life, she received a second journal chronicling the last half of the story that we just read and a promise from her mom that, uh, that she would be, that she would be rescued and they would bring this shadow organization down together. Uh, the sign-off is then from our hero, the Cold Relics dude, commenting on uh, commenting on the on the story, and then noting that 
they may know what the Fountain of Youth was a reference to. In that last little like bit of like dialogue, it was kind of referenced and just like, what the fuck is this sort of thing? Um, but our hero seems to know what that is, and then that's where the story kind of ends. So, Compl- the end for now. <laughs> Until next story. Uh, but yeah, that's the rundown. Um, again, it, there's a lot more details in there that I I kind of skimmed through, but it, we 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 you know I didn't want to be here all day. <laughs> Um, that's fair. Yeah. So we shall move on to everyone tolerates that grammar inquisitions at this point. Um, wow. And I literally am going to start with, uh, this quote, um, at this point she stops writing, uh, then how are we getting more of the story? And then as things happen, or as things are happening fast, and instead of summarizing, instead summarizing the events that follow. Oh, oh okay. So, so like, <laughs> I had a bit of a gamer moment here, <laughs> where like, <laughs> they shot, uh, they shot the person, bang, a glance. Oh, oh god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Whereas it's like, at this point, she stopped writing, as things are happening fast, and instead of some, instead summarizing the events that follow. So, oh, okay. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. Stop writing. So why are we? Why is there still like ten more pages? <laughs> uh, Call sorry. my stories bullshit. Yeah. So that's all I had for grammar because I know there. I know there was. A, I saw. I saw a lot of of um, conjunction junctions and it, and its story bit kind of fodder, but I'm not going to touch those with a ten foot pole because that's Mikey's territory. <laughs> um. But otherwise, I didn't really take note of anything serious in terms of like grammar or spelling. So. Uh, Mikey, these stands for evil. Prove me wrong. <laughs> All right, I, I got a couple here. Okay. Uh, and the quote: a "Small problem. The crew knocked a hole in the wall at one spot. Probably the accident." I'm sorry. Sorry. What? <laughs> Could you repeat that sentence? A uh, small problem. The crew knocked a hole in the wall at one spot. Probably the accident. Okay. All right. So, so it, for some reason, the early part of like, I th- like it's like the small like I thought there was I don't know. Hey, okay. I think it's clue. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um. But either way, the the correction is be accident apparently. Yeah. Well, the correction is by accident. Yeah, by accident. Yes, I meant the correction is on be accident. Yep. Now, my counter to this to any grammar <laughs> in the story. <laughs> When it comes to the, the 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 transcription of a journal entry, is that we know that this character is scribbling these down like really fast, like these writings, and their daughter has transcribed them exactly. So, it's how the character writes <laughs> when under duress, under duress, and in a panic. However, we are al dente mortis. We are critically silly, always. So, by all means, continue with your grammar position. <laughs> all right. Um, my next note here is a run-on sentence that was also confusing to read. Um, so, it, it also follows the, um, what Vucos was talking about with the, the shot and then, like, shooting someone a glance. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll read it here. 
But before the lapse in security was discovered, my privileges were revoked and I was court-martialed. I chose to at least find out as much as I could about the machine that had seemingly unlimited and shadowy reach over our country's deadliest armament. Yeah, I definitely tripped over this sentence like twice. <laughs> like I had to reread. It's like, wait, what? Oh, okay. It's okay. So, what? What is it trying to say there, Mikey? <laughs> Do you... It is trying to say that before her privileges were revoked and she ended up being court-martialed, she did as much to find out as much as she could about the machine and Indeed. its reach over the armament. But the way it's written, it sounds like before the lapse of security was discovered, my privileges were revoked. Like, yeah. Uh... <laughs> if, it, if it had stopped right there, that's how that like that that would have made more and more sense. But yeah, it's it like it's interesting because like yeah, we both tripped over that sentence. <laughs> like I definitely had to reread that like twice. Yeah. I was fine with it. Well, aren't you special? <laughs> I am. <laughs> you are the specialist boy. That being said, I probably have it in my freaking notes and I don't even notice it. <laughs> yeah. Knowing my luck. Mm-hmm. All right. And then my last one here before the conjunction junction um, is a two-word sentence that should just be combined into the previous sentence. Okay. So, but I guess I should keep things brief as possible. So, just combine that. I guess I should keep things as brief as possible. Yeah. As possible with its own sentence? Yeah, they punctuate. Again, it's for punctuation and exclamation. But yeah, honestly, it should have just been the same. It should be one sentence. (laughs) It's very jot note form. But again, it's it's a journal entry, <laughs> but yeah, because this is going to be a long conjunction junction. Oh, so should I sit down? <laughs> if you're not, then yes. All right, hang on, got to stand up, <sighs> stretch, and then sit down again. <laughs> All right, and next stop, conjunction junction. Doot, doot. It's not so much that I want to be scared or seek thrills. It makes me nervous when I think about who might be waiting for it to show up again. But I also believe that this writing needs to survive. It takes place in Alaska, about as far as you could get both in location and mindset from my native Florida. But we were happy. It would have yeah, it would have been a complicated answer, but she was there to help decommission a station that once played a part in the Cold War, which surrounded her life. And it's strange that in those dreams, the sun is never as bright as it should be. So, is this what people write about in journals? But I guess I should keep things brief. It had already been officially taken offline a year ago, but for some reason, it was kept running 
with either a skeleton crew or no one at all. It doesn't have its radar running, so it's useless as a warning station now anyway. It has just two running red lights on the exterior to signal its presence in the dark. It would all be shut down within a month, but our job wasn't to erase or destroy anything. But it was still chugging along on backup power, with only its exterior lights running. It was old, rust everywhere, really industrial, some unsafe wiring and machinery. So we hurried and finished up our work. It was definitely an IBM model, but it was a little different than anything from the company that I had seen. It was also screwed down onto a rusted metal desk, its paint almost chipped off entirely. It must have been at least a slightly newer model than I had thought, because I could hear the loud clacking of a hard drive inside of it as it came to life. But the hard drive hadn't been completely wiped. It still had some programs, and I could tell that it was set up to connect to ARPNET then the close-to-obsolete original government and military network. But that telecommunication system didn't even reach Alaska. But the hard drive began to click, telling me that the computer was still processing something. It never asked for one. It could be our slow connection, or... He took time to think out every reply. It was a minute past ten. But I wondered if I could... Yeah. But I wondered if I should have mentioned this central to anyone else and how I would ever get back to LIZ-4 to continue our conversation, which up to this point had yet to really begin. But yesterday, I got a phone call telling me that due to the last month's ongoing bad weather, decommissioning was continuously delayed. But talking computers are just a thing of science fiction. It did verify my identification, right? But I was a nobody in the military. But Central still accepted it just the same. It sounded crazy, but what if it was suddenly up to me to tell the computer otherwise and to ease up its trigger finger on our nukes? But I'm going back one more time. Or if I should say anything at all. 
It wasn't my job to try and talk down a computer from a role that it had faithfully serving. Yeah, from a role that it had been faithfully serving for perhaps decades. But before this lapse in security was discovered, my privileges were revoked and I was court-martialed. I chose to at least find out as much as I could about this machine that had seemingly unlimited and shadowy reach over our country's deadliest armament. It was a long ride back home, and I listened to the only radio station I could pick up. But I still have a report to file. It's just flagrant like it's taunting me. It doesn't belong up here. It's too nice, and it sticks out like a sore thumb against all the ice. But I know what I did. But it wouldn't end there. Because now I think there... Because now I think that doing so could only mean that I'm not there for you. But I don't think I'll make it until then. But I have to figure this out. And if I'm very lucky, maybe this will get out. Or maybe convince it that it's got everything all wrong. But I'm never saying who it is. And that little journal, chronicling just a small and strange part of her life, was all I had. It was a lonely, isolated place to grow up. It would be a mistake to remove them. But I found out how to work around them and stay out of sight. So I already knew how to be sneaky. But when I graduated, I moved out and my restrictions loosened some. But I was secretly still hopeful. But then it would just sit on my computer waiting to be discovered. And if they found it, nothing would stop them from finding the original and taking it away. It was a second journal, nearly identical in size and shape to the first. It was beyond my most hopeful expectations. It finished a decades-long story that was now embedded into my being and set the stage for a sequel following a bittersweet epilogue. And while I know they probably already had their own transcript of the second journal, I also needed to digitize it myself. And whoever these people are, I'm not sure if they're actually with the government. And wherever she goes, that teddy and my story will follow. It's pitch black. But I do think that this 
almost completely unlisted station was run by the military, at least at one point. But he's supposed to respond if it's an emergency. It's my last only chance. It's like I'm penning an alternate universe. It's hard to remember clearly what happened after the execution script appeared. It looked hardened against EMPs. And upon realizing that, I also remembered that I had a weapon with me. But that wouldn't fix anything. And anyway, I figured all I had to do was restart the generator. It's hard to recall, but I know that I lost time. It had been hours. It sputtered, but started if barely. It had come back on as expected, but I turned around and hesitated. It still feels bizarre, otherworldly, self-satirizing, depraved. It was difficult. But in the end, he became a living machine. It's very possible that Central's ability, yeah, Central's abilities were much too antiquated to activate our arsenal. And it's possible that he did try everything at his disposal made some success in getting inside, but was fought back by military commanders who saw him as a virtual saboteur. It was too late. It's too dangerous to let me go free. So he helped smuggle me out of the state, back to the mainland. It doesn't matter if I only understand a little bit of it, and I will find you. But I've kept it safe and hidden. It's always been there, on the road with me. It's taken me many years, but over that time, I've engaged in a small, graceful war with them. It's raining outside my motel. It was the last time I saw the old man in sunglasses. But I learned. It's 2014 now. But not everything has. But if it counts... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. Sorry, yeah. I just, it's 2014 now, but not everything has. Like, what does that even mean? Sorry. Oh, sorry. Continue. If it counts, I did manage to get a copy of your high school and college graduation videos. But my priority is to see you again. And... I think I know of this reference to the Fountain of Youth. Finn. 
I don't know that any of these snaps are working over my my mic, but no, I'm, they're I'm not. Snapping. Damn it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to like make I'm gonna have to like make an, an asset for like for for finger snapping. Um, totally. So now that we've we've separated the wheat from the chaff, <laughs> the the normies and the casuals from our diehard listeners and fans. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, again that was a lot. I understand that this is like again I was saying earlier, and I'm a proponent of like this is how somebody would write in a journal like god damn that's a lot of conjunctions and it's at the beginning of sentences mm-hmm. <laughs> jesus <laughs> i'm suddenly very glad that i uh skimmed down my my rundown to like the bare essentials <laughs> but it's 2014 and but not everything well, has yeah <laughs> and i like how at the end of the uh of your conjunction junction there um it made it sound like mother knew what the fountain of youth was all about because and like constantly through that it was hard to keep track of who was actually talking so like when it went to sections where the daughter was talking there was no transition so it seemed like the whole thing was just the mother talking about everything yeah and also because there was no reference i don't think you referenced ever about their nevada their 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 time in nevada uh, it made it sound like they went from like Florida to Barrow, Alaska, <laughs> which is like, I feel like that's like the worst. Um, that is that is like the worst like hell you can be or you can have, <laughs> like living in the hell state that is Florida because it is goddamn hot and everything's trying to kill you. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> to the coldest town in America, like literally the, the farthest north in America you can get is Barrow, Alaska. Like it is mm-hmm. the farthest town north in in, in Alaska. <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> you can't get much more opposite than that. Yeah, you really can't it's like yeah, exactly like the, the thermo thermally like clashing dynamics here. <laughs> Thermal shock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you get jet lag <laughs> And then you get just thermal shock as soon as you exit the plane. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> wow. And the reason uh, Mikey does this is because there's a lot of sentences, like starting sentences with its ands or buts, generally not the best option in most stories. Yes. Because, you know, there's, again, there's better words to do that. Mm-hmm. Buts are again, meant to be in-, in the middle of sentences or behind you, not yes. in front of things. Never in yeah. front. However, again, this is how a lot of people write, and it is a journal. So it's kind of adds to the immersion, but at the same time, we're being critically silly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so do you have anything else there, Mikey? <laughs> no, that's it for my Grammar Inquisition. Okay. Uh, then I guess we move on to Gamer. Okay. This was, uh, did you, am I the only one stupid enough that, uh, for sectioning out my notes and grammar stuff by the, uh, the year and the date? Yeah. Cool. That's fine. Either way, January 26th, early on or whatever. I think I was early on. Um, yeah, this is on the first excursion out to the, um, list four station on the way out of the station's basement. I happened to notice something tucked under the one stairwell in the place, under its metal graded stairs. I kind of find the whole in the place part isn't really needed, because to me, the first time reading it, it sounded like it was saying 
On the way out of the station's basement, I happened to notice something tucked under the one stairwell in the station's basement. Like, it was kind of like repeating the same thing. Like, they mostly come at night. Mostly. <laughs> yeah. So, that could just be removed, too. On the way out of the station's basement, I happened to notice something tucked under the one stairwell under the metal graded stair. Actually, that's double as well. Yeah, that's happened it's to notice... it's quadrupled. Yeah. On the way out of the station's basement, I happened to notice something tucked under the stairs. Under the metal graded stairs. Just the one mention of stairs is all you need. Yeah. However, unless they're trying to emphasize the fact that there's only one stairwell in the entire building, then it would be on the way out of the station's basement, I happened to notice something tucked under the only stairwell in the whole station under its metal graded stairs. Yeah. Or under and then its, it's still oh, kind of doubling. No, hang on, hang on. Actually, correction for that. Under its metal graded steps. Yeah. There that way, go. it's not saying the same word, but it's describing the stairwell still. Yes. If that is, in fact, the case, that there's only one stairwell in the whole place. Yes. Which I think he was trying to get at. That's what I assumed. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that's all I got. Okay. So, we can move forward with actual thoughts then. Uh, so, I got this one here. Uh, this is very, the very start of the story. Uh, I got into the deep web, where individuals feel like they need the additional security of truly anonymous browsing. The stories on this level aren't much different than those that appear on the surface, and many make their way up there in time anyway. Maybe some writers simply think that hiding a new urban legend in the depths makes, them, makes for a scarier, truer story. Uh, with, the, with, them, with them comes the impression that they had to be concealed to the wider, wider, yeah, to the wider public. So my knee-jerk reaction was a groan when I heard Deep Web, because Deep Web. <laughs> of course, yeah. It, it's sort of a trope uh, when it comes to, to, our, to, our, to our sto the stories that we discuss on the show. However, as I kept reading this paragraph, or reading, as I kept reading this paragraph, um, it actually presented the Deep Web in a more realistic and grounded way to me, or like more, probably more accurate way to me. Like, it's basically just... A, a slightly more like uh, anonymous level of the internet, like of, of like browsing and like posting shit. Because yeah, you actually have to know how to get on the deep web to get there. Exactly, which I find just googling it. Yeah, it's not, like because it, really, like what the deep web is is just a series of websites that are a little bit more encrypted than others for because of illegal and explicit uh, purposes. Mm. So I do feel like this this paragraph and this story kind of sheds light on the on the deep web. With a little bit more uh, rounded reality, mm -hmm. so I'm actually I was actually okay with it after after my my initial knee jerk reaction. <laughs> it's uh, funny that you mentioned this. I kind of figured you'd bring it up. Uh, I have a note here that basically um, I just want to ask counters like, your opinion. No, no, not at all. <laughs> okay, okay. I basically just wanted to ask like it's so it's been a while since there's been a story about the deep web or had the deep web in it to any real yeah. extent. Mm -hmm. What is it that fascinates you so much about occultists? Maybe, maybe it's not fascination, but like, whenever it's brought up, you seem both excited and disappointed at the same time. I, I think it's because the deep web has, like, given like our the, the the nature of the stories that we we discuss on the show, like creepy pastas are internet urban legends and and spooky stories that are told cyber like through this through cyberspace. 
it, it's sort of the deep web itself for me is sort of got the same kind of gravitas as like Bigfoot does or like Atlantis does. However, like in that it is a, it is kind of got legendary status in itself of just existing. And, and like it has stories on its own about it. Um, my problem is that some people go way too far with it and people use it so damn often as this, like, as this, like, end all, like, is it's just sort of like a cop as like, oh, well, I found this story on the deep web. So it's spooky. Um, I, I think it's just like, I, I initially I was like, ooh the, ooh, the deep web. Oh, it's spooky. And then like, it's illicit and like people sell drugs and, and like snuff and shit on it. And like, that's fucking creepy as shit. The problem is people have overused it <laughs> in stories. So it's sort of like I've been oversaturated <laughs> over time. Yeah, fair. With the deep web, like as as a as an excuse as as to where the story came from, like it it's like people either get like spooky spooky artifacts or shit from garage sales, thrift stores, <laughs> or the deep web <laughs> in, yeah. in in creepy It's Pretty it's much, it's literally yeah. a tropish location. <laughs> the holy triforce of gathering <laughs> mystical shit. Yeah, yeah, it's like like in the in the old days of horror. You got it from a creepy uncle. <laughs> you got shit from yes. a creepy uncle, or from a a, a, a mystic antiquities shop, like an or in like the chi- in Chinatown, or um some some like cabin in the woods. Like those are like th- that was the old trifecta. The new trifecta is literally garage sales, thrift stores, and and the deep web. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Well, thank you yeah. for elaborating on that. Yeah, no worries. Um, so I guess I can move on. No. Okay. Oh, you still have more? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> would you like to? Would you like to exp- uh, expand on that? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you, uh, uh, David Lynch. <laughs> You're welcome. That, that's his thing. It's I like know, I know. you know, you know, Eraserhead is my most spiritual film. Could you elaborate on that? No. Ah, <laughs> uh, you, you, you glorious son of a bitch! Yeah, really. Anyway, uh, I'll move on. Um, so, uh, yeah, unfortunately, gamer, you, you were the smart one and actually like <laughs> categorized these <laughs> into like where they are in the story, like because the story is kind of logged like by by journal entries. I don't I, know I, why I didn't do I did any it, of that. Considering I started reading it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. busy doing other shit, but here I am just yep. doing my dumbness. It's, it's okay. It doesn't matter. Um, I actually, you do. You will kind of get wh- where this one is uh, because there, the the post note is in my uh, in my quote here. Um, mm. But I also believed that this writing needs to survive. It takes place in Alaska, about as far as you can get, uh, both in location and mindset, from my native Florida. We might as well be worlds apart. And then posted on five fifteen fourteen at six oh four a.m. I'm not going to say much on the outset. I will simply tell you that I'm here to post entries from my mother's journal. So this story has a narrator within a narrator within a narrator. Um, to keep the the to keep to the theme of the cold relics stories, this is a Matroshka story. <laughs> like, yeah, we much. have a narrator who's like 
who's recovered this story from the deep web, which was posted on the deep web by a third party for our the narrator who's commentating on the story within their mother's journal that they've been transcribing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's how it is. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> just like the inception music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit. Um, but moving on. Um, the only background I want to reveal right now is that we lived together in the cold town of Barrow, Alaska. And so my initial assume, like I'm, I'm reading this story. This is my first comment, like say, of, on the story, like this is like the early part of the story. And I'm just like, Oh, is this, is there going to be vampires involved in this? Cause that's my little 30 days of night reference joke here. I'll just leave now. <laughs> um, right. 30 days of night, which was a movie based off a comic book is about the town of Barrow, Alaska, being invaded and slaughtered by vampires because oh. they have 30 days. Well, apparently it's 60 days of night, but it's 30 days of night where it's like eternally night. It's nighttime for 30 days um, because of the Arctic. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that's, I mean, I love that fucking movie because that fuck, that's fucking brilliant. Like vampires just stalking around the north because they don't have to worry about the sun. <laughs> yeah, that is perfect. Yeah. And like it basically they just go in and they just like hunt and it also kind of is a good explanation for for all the ghost towns that exist like aside from the fact that you know just like you know people would leave the cold <laughs> um it would also explain why there's so many ghost towns up north. <laughs> oh yeah. Um but I digress. <laughs> uh I was just I I had to what get that in counter? because yeah. Uh, apparently, I stole that from Adam from RPX. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I discovered like I was I was talking to them on on their podcast, and apparently, like Adam is 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 he's is, the digressman uh, for them. Yeah, yeah, he digresses like very hard. Like he that's apparently an in joke with them. It's like that that Adam just says I digress. Oh, okay. <laughs> so apparently, the the memetic virus has infected me. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Okay. Um, but I'll move right along. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like how you picked a different word for that now. Yeah, I didn't want to say. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> move right along. Uh, move right along. Foot loose and fancy free. That's from the Muppets movie. For those yes. not in the know. Yeah, Muppets. Um, is it? Is it just the Muppet movie, or is it like? Uh... I'm pretty sure it's the Muppet movie, like yeah. the original one. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, um, the machine was like a five a fifty one fifty model from 1981 but it was a bit bulkier or wider. It was also screwed down onto the or onto a rusted metal desk. It's paint almost chipped off entirely. The monitor was one of those classic green phosphorus screens synonymous with the early computing era. I was already at the machine as Isaac started the generator, and when it automatically booted up, a spark flew out from somewhere in the mismatch of wiring behind it. It must have been at least a slightly newer model than I had thought, because I could hear the loud clacking of a hard drive inside <clears throat> inside of it as it came to life. The keyboard was equally noisy, and some of the keys stuck. The poor thing probably hadn't been touched in years. So, and it was about this point that I realized that as I've been reading this and, and reading it further on, like as the story goes on, that the more we read of cold relic stories, the more I think 
on stuff like Tales from the Loop, which is all about weird advanced science uh, just plopped into the 1980s suburban living. Um, like, as a result of a particle collider being, uh, like, like that, that is in operation, like, right before the 80s, and revealing a bunch of strange truths about the universe in an alternate history. So, like, we suddenly get, like, flying cars, well, flying, like, gr- basically hover machines, like, using gravity, using anti-gravity uh, and, and magnetism. Um, and then we have, like, time, tr- like, like time portals opening up and, and dinosaurs uh, roaming around. And robotics and machinery and, like, AI becomes a lot more um, advanced, yet they're still using, like, the aesthetics of the, of the machinery and stuff like that is still, like, kind of seated in the 1980s. Jesus Christ! Fucking ant just climbed up out of my uh, onto my desk like a massive one. <laughs> um, so it, it sort of like dealt like that 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 story sort of delves into like mundane horror angle of of this kind of tech of like advanced technology like kind of mingling with like the nineteen eighties. Um, and at the at the very least, it would be very I could use I could see the system. Uh, because Tales in the Loop, on top of being a series of narrative art books by um, by Simon Stallenhag, uh, they're also now a tabletop RPG by Free League. Um, that's basically like where you're playing as like teenagers interacting in a world of the '80s, like suburbia, but with like advanced technology. So like there might be you could you could run laser tag basically in it, like have. Some kids find a, a secret government like um like project that was basically like actual laser tag guns uh or the kids in uh inter- intercept um arpanet um and and uh, and talk with an ai that is not an ai as we find out later on um and especially yeah especially at the very end of this story of this this story where we discover the true uh the truth behind central um, and that he is in fact a human that has been conditioned and modified to be a to be a computer, like a living computer. Um, you can have that in table in in the tabletop RPG version of Tales from the Loop, but you could also do it in the sequel to to Tales from the Loop, which is Things from the Flood, which is the darker sequel to Tales from the Loop, uh, where it delves a little bit more into like a bunch of weird anomalies that have been popping up as a result of expand uh, kind of as uh, sort of elaborating on the development of technology uh, of the, of these advanced technologies kind of going further with like into the basically going further a decade and shit has gone wrong like we like some of the machines start developing like bioorganic m- components inside of it like they call it the machine cancer um as a result of like the weird like dimensional research that's been going on so Again, basically, my ramblings here is just to say that I was getting some Tales from the Loop and Things from the Flood vibes um, as a result of my further reading stories set in the Cold Relics uh, canon. So, uh, this is kind of a, me just forcing in a, a kitchen segment of, like, I know how I, could, how I would use these for game fodder. <laughs> Fair. Uh but I digress. <laughs> you hate saying that now, don't you? Now, now that I'm, now I'm conscious about it. Um, I also wanted... Uh, this, this is the quote here, uh, my next quote. Um, so yeah, my next quote here. Um, 
I also wanted to see if I could still connect to ARPANET. Despite the comms line we had, I didn't think that it would actually work. After a few failed inputs, I typed in one that worked and actually managed to get connected to a very basic list of network options. So I read this part, and part of me doesn't think that she would, like, for some reason, I'm like, I'm reading, the, I read this part where, like, she's trying to, like, she's checking, the, she's, like, she's just, so she's there on this job to just, like, check things and make sure, like, things, like, see if things run or if they can find anything. She puts in one or two inputs, doesn't get anything. That should be where it stops, like, where she, where the story, logically, like, realistically, this story probably would have, would have uh, stopped before it even got started. <laughs> um, because it feels like, I feel like if you're like if you're gonna have this kind of prompt, have her automatic like right off the hop, like not expecting to connect to ARPANET or whatever, but like get it on the first try. Um, because the way it's explained in this, like she sp- she puts in a few more inputs, and it's like, no, I don't think you would. Like, given your job details, like you probably wouldn't be. It just seemed kind of unrealistic to me that she like wouldn't stop after like one or two um, attempts. Mm-hmm. on the computer to to uh, try and connect to ARPANET or whatever the connection was. Um, I mean, you say that, but they're there to find out any information that's there, and this is the only lead they've had for any information. Yeah, I know, but like, I don't know, it just seemed like the way it was written, I feel like the, the, the prompt like to like connect should have happened like basically at the first one, like the first attempt, yeah. rather than go through the rigmarole of like, oh, I, I, I decided to check it just one more time. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just seemed well, a little lag, like a little off to me. I don't think she was typing in the same thing every time. I think she was typing in the wrong words. Yeah, she was typing in multiple prompts, but I, I don't know. It just seemed, again, may, I'm not in a field like that. I don't know the bureaucracy. Like, she does seem like a little bit more diligent than Isaac. Like, I think Isaac was just ready to get out of there. Um. It seems like, and and we do find out later, like she gets very obsessive compulsive on things. So, mm-hmm. like real fast, like that's part of my notes actually coming up. <laughs> um, so maybe it makes sense. I just I feel like it could have you could have just had her like had the the prompt pop up like the first first try rather than have a few attempts. So, yeah, and, but yeah. and I think part of the problem too is that she checked the computer for files didn't find any locally mm-hmm. and so she decides to connect to the arpnet which is a network where the files aren't stored locally if there are yeah. files there at all so yeah it wasn't needed to be done in the first place really yeah she was just like it, it seemed like she was just testing that well you know what we got uh, I see that there is a connect you, we can connect to ARPANET. Let's see if I can actually attempt it because I mean I don't even think it would go this far up north like it's it references like that she didn't even think the ARPANET got this far north <laughs> mm-hmm. so but again, you could also counter that with like, well, that seems kind of fishy then maybe she would try a few more times just to see if she could get there, but yeah, because it's so weird, yeah, because it is an outstanding anomaly. On the computer, but I don't know. It just it kind of bugged me when I read it, read it, and it's like out of all the things that the story has presented, that was the one that kind of glared at me the most. So mm-hmm. probably because the rest of it's right for the most part. <laughs> um, actually, yeah. So talking about my idea, uh, my my um, uh, 
so when I said like like things happen a little bit too quickly in the story, um, and, and her obsession, uh, for for uh, for example, this is my quote. Uh, my initial thought was that no human being would know how many days right off the bat. Then I assumed. Then I assumed that they just checked some data for the answer. Still, one of my favorite movies is 2001: A Space Odyssey, and I did believe it was entirely possible that I was speaking to a HAL-type computer. And to this, I was just like, um. That was fast. <laughs> like, I feel like this might even also be a grammar position. Like, did you mean still one of my favorite movies is 20, 2001 A Space Odyssey? But I didn't believe I was entirely uh, that it was entirely like, and I just like, she, you just right off the hop, like, as soon as you hear like a very accurate number of days that they have been, uh, that they haven't had, they hadn't had contact with, with Barrow. With the or with the uh, with Liz Four Base, you immediately think that you're talking to an AI. <laughs> well, she is on an IBM. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, one of the tidbits uh, of trivia is that Hal is actually IBM, but the letters are moved over one. See. <sighs> I kind of wish the story had given a little bit more context on that because I've never spoilers. I've never seen 2001: A Space Odyssey. <laughs> I I know of. I can't do that, Dave. I'm sorry, Dave. Mm-hmm. Like I'm aware of that, and I'm aware of a big red blinky light, but I've never actually seen. The, I don't think I've ever actually like sat down and like seen the computer monitor that Hal is fr- is on. I just know the screen that has the giant red the red circle. The whole IBM thing is just a a joke that the um, director, I guess, put in. Like, would we name this uh, computer in the future? Well, let's name it Hal after IBM, but not being IBM. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Okay, because I be... <laughs> I'm literally checking my phone. <laughs> God damn it. I, okay. Wait. After H. Oh, okay. That I was like, I was. I thought it was like keyboard. Went. I'm stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You're Don't right. Worry. I didn't understand what the hell he was talking about either. Yeah. No. I before A or I after H and then A or B or A is F. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Anyway. Um. Yeah. It just seemed. Uh, it seemed kind of weird that like they jumped to that conclusion that they're they're talking to an AI like right off the hop. But I guess. There are some context clues, like like she they, she does just immediately say it's like she, one of her favorite movies is the 2001: A Space Odyssey, so maybe she's aware of the IBM connection there. Um, and also, like again, I know the movie, or like again, this story like has some plot, it has to get along, like get moving along. But this story fall as the story follows, um, Mom really starts obsessing over Central, like. Right off the hop, even too. Like, like, is it that lonely in Barrow that you tip that you practically start falling for this mysterious connection over the military's ancient internet? (laughs) Yes. 
Like, because it just seemed like the very, like, I kind of got like a pararomantic sort of like connection there at the very at the very beginning. It doesn't go anywhere. It, it's all, like thankfully it doesn't go anywhere, but it, it does seem like it's like she gets really infatuated with this computer, uh, th- this computer person, <laughs> like right off the hop. <laughs> I never saw it go that level. Hang on a second. So right. I didn't. Uh, th- this is the quote that kind of got me. It's like I didn't. M- I didn't mention my new my new mysterious friend. But I thought about him all through the truck drive back home. It's just like okay. that line in particular, and like the fact that like she they they start infatuating. Not not again. Like that that went away. Like it it was my first like my knee jerk like reaction to that quote. But then as it went on, it's really more just like she becomes really obsessed. Like every protagonist we've encountered in these cold storage uh, stories, they just get really obsessed really fast. Yeah, um, I think the problem is. It's a uh, it's a woman with a potentially male um, person that they're talking to, so you're kind of automatically there's a bit of a gender with a bias, romance. I guess maybe we'll go, no automatically going to like a romance angle because it's a woman. If it was a dude talking to another maybe. dude, you wouldn't immediately think that they're like look. If you're up in the Antarctic or the Ar- Arctic, Antarctic is the other way. If you're up yeah. in the Arctic and you run into a freaking computer AI from the Cold War. Wouldn't you be thinking about it all the way home? That that is true. You know, yeah, you know, you, <laughs> do, you, you do present a very good point. Hey, again, I might be just showing my bias here, um, and for that, I apologize to anybody listening. Um, it 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 did only pop up for like the first like my like my my knee jerk reaction. Um, also, because I'm a sucker for pararomantic shit like monster like monster romances and stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, it is also like something that, yeah, like you would like like you wouldn't like 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 cultist. You wouldn't be thinking like like you wouldn't be obsessing over um, the fact that you just discovered an, a Cold War AI. <laughs> it's just Tuesday. I know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and actually, I have another like a, another example of like her obsession, like just kicking in real fast. I think this is like shortly after they get back from like back to Barrow, like the first, um, the that first night, um, and this is like a, like the next ju- the next journal entry. Uh, I've been thinking of ways I could get back out to the station for a few weeks now. I just want one more turn on that computer during Central's working hours. I just need one more hit of Central's talking time. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, it becomes at this point, like it kind of seems almost like an ad, like an like the obsession is an addiction. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It's like I just need one more hit. Need one more hit of central. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, gonna gonna move on here. Um, this is like within there's a, there's a reference that's made that I think is a reference to Kittyland. Um, so on a strange note. One inactive location stood out in the list. There was some place that must have been in Florida that Central was once connected to, and it didn't have a typical site ID. Um, and then in brackets, another note added later in, in bracket, FL facility variable offline uh, dash. What is this? Question mark, question mark, question mark. So, yeah, like it seemed like this is probably like, uh, again, like that it was... The 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 site in Florida, the Kitty Land site, which is like dealing with like weird hallucination, like kind of psychotropic or like 
reality bending project. Like, seems like a nice little Easter egg to Kitty Land. Um, and it would make sense that Central might have a connection to that since it is this top secret military uh, project mm-hmm. that was connected to a bunch of a, a bunch of bases across uh, North America. Um, and I will move on to the next one here. Everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. I mean, <laughs> everything changed when my my. Yeah. God damn it, I fucked up. I, I fumbled over that after doing that. Um, everything changed when my angel came to me again on one of my rare days out. During a moment when my guards weren't watching me in public, or in a public space, they came by and slipped something in my hand. It was a second journal, nearly identical in size and shape to my first, or to the first. It was beyond my most hopeful expectations. Not only was my mother keeping, me, keeping an eye on me from afar, she was also simply still alive in the first place, still fighting, discovering, or hiding, if that was the only thing she could do. So it's interesting, as the story goes on, um, how the story went from a conspiratorial like horror uh, with like the revelation from the mother like uh, of like, oh no, the government was using an AI during the Cold War. Like, other stories probably would have ended with, like, that being, like, the big uh, thread. Like, she discovered this weird computer that was talking back to her, and then it got de- the, the site got decommissioned, that was that. This story continues, though, into a conspiratorial thriller with a little low-key subterfuge with the daughter um, of the woman who, who, di- who uh, wrote down the journal and discovered... Um, central in that base in, uh, in of Liz four. Um, and it elaborates further, like, like a decade later, like it kind of goes into like, she's on the lamb now. She's, um, still trying to like watch out for her daughter, but also trying to evade this shadow organization. That's, um, that's apparently behind things. Um, I don't know why, but I wasn't expecting this development and I don't necessarily hate it because it's an interesting plot point or it's an interesting, uh, like narrative thread to follow um and not unwelcome when it comes to like secret government organizations and projects and then i have the yeah um and then i have this one here Uh, they won't hurt me they still need me to get to my mother and whoever these people are i'm not sure if they're actually with the government i've always seen them as too smart oh take that government (laughs) Yeah, really. Uh, that's all I got for that comment. <laughs> um, and then this is, here's another one that like it, it's I, I had to correct myself when I was when I was reading, but I'll, I'll just dive into it. Do you by ch- so this is this is central talking? Do you by chance believe that you are speaking with an a- with an advanced supercomputer? For example, Hal Nine Thousand from Two Thousand One: A Space Odyssey. How is he aware of a character from the movie? How? This makes no no, and then the sentence ends. And to me, I wanted to fill it in sense because this part bugged me for a minute. As like, how did this machine, this 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 living machine, this human condition to be a computer since 1969? How how did he get the have this like access to this pop culture reference and not know that uh, not have updated intel on the status of the Cold War until I actually looked up the date for Stanley Kubrick's 2001: A Space Odyssey. <laughs> Which is 1968. <laughs> so 
it's a tight window. But it is conceivable that the human that would later become that would that would a year later become central as was aware of that film before going into the program, or perhaps they had all the accumulated pop culture and 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 like access to information prior to their uh, like just prior to their creation or uh, or uh, launch. You're assuming he as was a, a adult or or something when he became uh, yeah, central. Yeah, that that's true. Yeah, he could like tube grown, and in '69 he was a little baby. That is true. That's why I'm also saying, like, why I'm also like construing the, the the theory that perhaps they just had all of the information prior to the project, like like had access to to all the to like government and cultural information in America prior to 1969. Hence mm-hmm. why, or like, or I guess hen, like prior to um, everything suddenly going dark and like them not knowing the inf- the current information. Um, but yeah, it's just like also. What? He was human this whole time. Like this threw me off. <laughs> like when it when it popped up. Um, and 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 just to continue on with that thread, here's the here's the quote after that. Um, all that matters now is that I am serving my country faithfully. Wires, tubes, and hardware have limits. People can fill a hole in computing that, from what I understand, is still an early technology. But the practical application of these machines can be translated into a superior system. You are not a system. You are someone who is trapped in suffering. I am not suffering. There is no pain. There is only function. We are the Borg. <laughs> um, sorry, I added that last bit. Um, and then uh, Mom continues. Uh, Do you know where you are? Let me find you. I can help you. The people who control you have to answer for this. And then Central says, I cannot let you interfere. They may terminate me like they did the others. I cannot let this happen before I fulfill my mandate. And to this, I was like, whoa. So this started off sort of like a regular like AI setup where like we discover that uh, the, 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 the person on the other end of the computer is in fact an AI uh, or a computer system, like a machine. And then it gets really creepy with this implication that, like, no, it's a person that's been programmed to act like a machine. Um, like, they didn't have an advanced, like, advanced enough computer system back in, in the 60s, so they used the most advanced computer they knew of at the time, which was the human brain. Um, so this sort the and this implication that the government using that kind of, like, technological symbiosis with a human... It sort of also reminds me of Project Overlord, uh, the DLC in in the Mass Effect series, where they're using a human directly interfaced with the VIs, like with the virtual intelligences of that of that universe, to try and get an upper hand on in cyber security and uh, and military um, uh, finesse without using a full on AI. Um. And the idea that like there are more, there were more of them. It's just like there, there's something mentioned earlier, or like later in the story, like after uh, he he self terminates it, like later in the story, um, and our our our, uh, our mom is unable to um, to uh, to rescue him. Um, 
I, I think it would be really interesting and kind of really even more tragic for the story if, because like, Mom exp- is thinking that this this uh, that Central is somewhere far away, like in another facility, secretly away. But what if he's actually in a sub level beneath Liz Four, um, and like just hardwired into that computer terminal on the surface, um, like. Maybe these 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 bases that they're decommissioning, um, like the reason why Central has lost communication with the other uh, other beings, the other units like him, uh, as he mentions later on. Um, what if it's it, like what if he's actually like it makes it kind of tragic because like she's she was literally like a couple of fl- like a floor or two down below him, like above him this whole time. Yeah, like and it was just a like because she even references like. The ARPANET did. Uh, she didn't think the ARPANET reached this far. So how was she able to connect to, to it to get to him? Maybe it wasn't so much that it was just hardlined down into like a sub level of this of this base. This entire time and so close yet so far, right? Hmm. Um. So and yeah, it just makes you think. It's like so they're de- and that's maybe why they de- they're decommissioning uh, this project that like this base that is like barely on anybody's records is because it is central as well. <laughs> Liz 4 is central. But uh yeah, that's my that's my note on on the uh project overlord and uh, or like the uh the, the 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 revelation that central is more than a computer. He was he was once a man. Um or is a man who acts as a computer. Uh, for some sick, twisted government project. Um, the next couple of comments are a little bit sillier than that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is during that little like that pre prefab like message that was going to go out to the uh, like the emergency broadcast uh, system. Uh, the second America is coming. We have the ability to make it, and it and that's where it stops. However. I'm really glad it didn't continue with make it great again. <laughs> Cause that would have been the, truly the most horrific statement in this entire story. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we get the comment about the woman uh, that mom is talking, like commenting about this, like prefab, like kind of arrangement of like post-nuclear strike and like the advertise advertisement, like who would have like built up this whole, like prod, this whole, like kind of contingency plan and stuff like that. Um, so here's the quote. Just what has this country sold its soul to? Could the, could there actually be people out there just waiting to cash in on doomsday? It still feels bizarre over otherworldly, self-satirizing, depraved, second America, a new world order. I, I can't. And then it cuts off, uh, like literally in brackets it says cuts off. And honestly, to me, this just sounds like, like vault tech from the, from the fallout series. Like, and Fallout was a satirized version of American like nuclear politics and shit. <laughs> um and Vault Tech in that series is very much like they're they're making their entire business plan is about is 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 about surviving the apocalypse. So and and conducting research on maybe there maybe the 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 author of the story had a little bit of um uh, a little bit of inspiration from the Fallout series, maybe. Um or it could just be, you know, regular Cold War fears and stuff like that. That is was in fact what Fallout was satirizing. 
And then I think I'm going to go leave off with my last quote here. Um, so it references at the end, like it references in that little, in that little advert um, to the uh, to the EBS that um, that uh, the fountain of youth, like we have the fountain of youth, and then our 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 hero or like our first narrator, our first level narrator, <laughs> um, referencing at the end here, they know the. The re- uh, they they know of this reference to the the fountain of youth because they may have already found it. So I'm wondering if that is going to be a segue to the next story, which is uh, according to my quick research here, the next story is going to be a story called the Electric Rabbit in the Cold Storage series. So I'm curious if if that is possibly the next like kind of like a, a nice little segue to the next to like the sequel or like sequel baiting basically. Mm-hmm. Um, cause at first I was like, is, was this, was that a reference to the Florida thing? Cause I mean, the fountain of youth is kind of a ref like there in, in the, in the, the legends and stories of the fountain of youth, it is set in Florida. So maybe like they're referencing kitty land, but that makes no sense to me. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if I, I guess we'll find out next, next story. Um, if, if the fountain of youth was a reference to the next story. So. Uh, but that is my actual thoughts for the time being until I interrupt you guys. <laughs> uh, so, Mikey, the E stands for evil. My first quote here is about the um, central. Mm-hmm. So, are you a brain in a jar or something? Uh, I found your notions of me humorous, her name. No. I still have legs and arms, but I no longer have use for them or need them. I have not seen sunlight since I became operational in 1969. Um, I, I just like how we suddenly get a description of basically someone plugged into a machine. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it's, a, it's a really good like, I think it's a really good twist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. And and the way it's the way described that, is, is also kind of creepy. <laughs> the way that wording says too, um uh Central was a normal person before like he wasn't a test tube baby, basically based on that because it says, um, I haven't seen Sun since uh nineteen sixty nine. Yeah. Which implies that Central has seen Sun previously. Yeah. So your previous counterattack against me was null and void. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yes. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, so my next uh, actual thought here um, is where I sort of stumbled in the story. Um, okay. And it's with the electronically locked door. Um, we only really get mentioned that the door locks when the power goes out, when it's convenient in the story. Yeah, wait um, a minute. Hang on. Sorry, not to cut you off. I'm going to let you finish <laughs> uh, to steal from, from Gamer. <laughs> Didn't earlier in the story they had to open the door through a padlock? 
well, on the outside? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a key to open the door, but that same door is electronically locked if there's no power. And they they had to start the the, the, the generator on the inside. Yep. That is a plot hole. <laughs> yep. Yeah, um, I was. Yeah, I did. I did. I did feel like the 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 electronically locked door was a little. Um, well, not just cliche, but it was a little like su- like out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, it would have been nicer to have it mentioned sooner, like when they first encountered the door. Yeah. Um. Um. Because I mean, they mentioned that there's backup power. Um. And this backup power basically lights the two red lights outside and the door, apparently. Yeah. Um, but looking into it, like backup power, they say it's batteries. And if this facility was made in the 1970s, those batteries are probably not the greatest anymore. <laughs> yeah, no. Especially um, given that they're out in the winter, like... My old man has has to like jumpstart had had to jumpstart his uh his uh his truck every every morning in the in the winters when we were growing up. Like, yeah. and that's in that's in like Lower Canada, not like in in the dead of winter we get like minus thirties minus forties at the worst, and like up up north in Barrow, Alaska, I imagine they'd go even colder. Yeah, because batteries don't like cold temperatures. Mm-hmm. Also, that's degrees um, Celsius, not Fahrenheit, to our American friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you know that at minus forty degrees, it's both the same in Celsius and Fahrenheit? You know, I did actually like I I was just thinking about that as I was saying that. It's like, wait, I think I think our I think the minuses do actually like correlate with between Celsius or Fahrenheit. <laughs> yeah, it's minus forty. Okay. But, yeah, I did not know that. Uh, so basically, um, because the door was electronically locked mm-hmm. and, um, it, the story mentions that the destruction crews created a hole in the ceiling. I was honestly expecting her to climb her way out. Yeah, really? Like, but then we wouldn't get that, that, that second, uh, attempt, that waste of time. <laughs> to go check the the computer monitor when she be she should be fucking escaping the bunker <laughs> with what le- what fuel she has left in that in that uh in that generator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I thought that I I actually I personally thought that was kind of stupid. It's like no, don't fucking check that. God fucking damn it! You fucking already pissed in the in the soup. Don't fucking start drinking it. <laughs> like. Like just fucking get out of the damn bunker! <laughs> like, you're stop technology. acting like a crazy, stop acting like a crazily obsessed person. So stop acting like a uh, protagonist to a creepy pasta. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, a nice segue into my next uh, actual thought. Uh, speaking of crazily obsessed person, what if the guys in black SUVs are just guys? In black SUVs. Yeah. What if they're just people who like black SUVs that live in Barrow? 
Yeah. Also, and, a little, a little damning. Like it's like, oh, they stick out so, so, so gauciously. Or like, I don't know what the exact quote was, but it's like she like starts like picking on the on the car for standing out so well against the against the snow. <laughs> it's like, fuck you, dude. Like. Maybe they don't want to get hit by anything, and they want they they want to be known. Like like I would want to have a car that is um that isn't camouflaged with the white of the snow. All people who drive black SUVs are evil individuals who are out to get you. I mean, you're not. You should wrong. know this as someone who drives a black SUV. You're not wrong. <laughs> I am a pretty evil motherfucker. Yeah. I'm no Mikey. The East does stand for evil, but I am an evil villain. <laughs> sure. The end of my actual thoughts. Okay. Actually, you, you did put a you, you know you brought up some really good points about like continuity for the story. Like I, I swear, the story started with them opening the opening a padlock uh, to get into that that building, not having to deal with an electric lock whatsoever so <laughs> yeah Isaac struck the key into the frozen padlock yeah there, no <laughs> reference of, a, of an electric keypad or anything like that like, or well, electric there's multiple lock. locks I'm assuming that lock was like the outermost lock yes like, but it's not referenced gate. it should have been referenced much earlier about an electric lock like well yes and no because okay where's the generator on what it's side on the of inside. the electric locking door? It's inside of the door. Yep. Yeah, they have to go down to the basement, I think, to get to to get the uh, to, to start up the generator. And the generator shutting off closes the door to get to the basement. Well, is it? Um, right? Hang on. The, yeah. Is it, huh. okay. okay. So it has the the station has backup power. So that backup power powers the two red lights and the door. The generator uh, gives power to the facility and charges the backup power. Okay. So how come the power just... Alright, so the power went out when she was in the basement, and because it completely went out, the backup power is completely out as well. Yeah. So you'd have to stir up the generator to create some energy to open the door. And... Okay. Okay, I guess. So it is. It, it's it's salvageable, but it's a little rocky. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Okay. But again, you did bring up a good point. Like I, it, it did make us think about it for a minute. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, if if that's all you've got for actual thoughts, uh, we'll move on to gamer. Okay. Uh, so right in the intro. Says a year after I dug up the uh, laser tag story, starting in early 2014, I expanded my research for other disturbing, possibly true tales. So just reading that right off the bat, I was like, awesome, because I recall having an issue in laser tag where it was hard to get a grip of the time frame things were happening in. Oh, okay, yeah. And the way that this is laid out, it's just right from the get go. It's just here's the facts you need, just laid out normally and clear and simple, and that's the way it's supposed to be. So I'm just giving it props for that. And we get on to later on the story, January 26th. Now that we're upgrading, replacing, and demolishing various sites and transitioning from DU to NWS, and um, for DU and NWS has bracketing what it means, which is 
consistent early warning system and north warning system. Mm -hmm. I like that both of those are explained out in brackets. Because yeah. like the two, there's been two in lore people that have gone over the story right now, uh, the mother and the daughter. So it's good to see them explain out the technical jargon because I imagine the mother didn't bother writing all that out. Yeah. Then they go down and find the the computer running. Um, wanted to check to see if there's any files on the machine, but Isaac didn't seem to think it was worth it. And the generator soon shut down and cut power and everything. So I kind of chimed in with this earlier a little bit, but I'll go into it more depth, in depth here. Um, checking files is like a big part of what you're doing there. You look for paper files before. This is no different. Uh, personally, it would have been better if um, mom saw it and called it out, then went down to check it out. But as they... But like, just as um, uh, mother was about to put a command in, the generator died and shut off. Instead of being like, "There's a computer down here that's working," and it's like, "Ah, oh, no, it's not worth it." Because who would yeah, say it's not like worth Isaac it in that was, situation? That's the longest. I story. mean, I I could see that Isaac would be like, like it, it seemed like Isaac just wanted to get the like wanted just to like yeah oh yep nobody's tampered with anything uh let, all right there's a, there's a computer there whatever fucking it's a piece of shit junk. <laughs> um, just basically, like he's he's the slacker. <laughs> he's the guy that just doesn't want. Like he wants to get he wants to get in and out and done because he wants to get out of the cold. I guess, but like if that, if that's his character, fine. But yeah, if I was the main character, I'd be like, no, I'm, there's a working computer here. I'm doing my freaking job. I'm gonna see what the hell's on that. Plus, I'm curious as hell. Yeah. Who wouldn't be? Apparently, if your name is Isaac, you wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah, personally, all right. That was reading at that point where like, the first time they went there, they didn't touch the computer, right? They no, they they did touch the computer the first time. Yeah, they like they just uh, they had to set up the they had to get the generator going to start it up. Well, they started it up, but they didn't check it out. I think. I think because, they tested. Uh, I, I think they did. They not check it on their first try. No, because no. the generator went down like after Isaac was saying no. Oh, That's why right. I I suggested this You're right. Yeah. rewrite of it yeah. where it's the same outcome just a little bit more natural gotcha because as it is is like we should check this out no we shouldn't and then they continue walking around for a little while and then the power goes out later where if you have it i know it's making it more cinematic or whatever whether that's a good or bad i don't know but have it yeah, I think, so yeah. the mom goes down and is about to start typing in it and then as soon as she's about to it's the power shuts down yeah that's fair yeah, I think they were definitely setting up Isaac to be like that guy, like that employee that just wants to fucking like take shortcuts and just like we don't mm -hmm. I'm not I don't get paid enough to check a computer. Let's just catalog it that it's, there's a computer here. They and somebody else, it's somebody else's problem. Like yeah. leave it for the next guy. Mm -hmm. But yeah, your your yours also makes a little bit more like also works a little bit more like logically like they should be like one of them should have checked it out like the first go. Yeah. Then it gets on to the actual uh, transcript talking to um, Central on February 3rd, uh, where it says, um, greeting, I didn't have a username, and it didn't ask for one, then it tabs down, and it's, um, is that lesser or greater than? I forget. Uh, when it's pointing towards something, it's pointing towards what is greater. Yes. <laughs> so if it's open to the right, like the first, okay, the first line is 
it's open to the right and it says hello. Does that mean that's greater than, right? Because no. something on the other side is smaller than it, it points, lesser than it. It points at the lesser. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Because oh, the alligator eats the bigger. Yes. That's what I meant by point. I meant in my head, I was like, <laughs> the open mouth of the alligator is pointed towards it's, the bigger one. Actually, less than, less than is, is the, uh, is the yeah. one where it's, um, yeah, where the, uh, the arrow is pointing um, to the left. So yeah. double, double greater than is, is, uh, is central, and, and single less than is, is uh, mom. <laughs> Okay. I yeah. I yeah, I just I just Google I, I just Google greater than symbol. So <laughs> yeah, because like I can always Google it, of course, and I probably should have, but whatever. But I, yeah. When I'm out and about, I don't necessarily have Google on me. Fair. But I guess the easier way to remember it is if it's pointed at the left, it's lesser than because yeah. they're both L's. Either yeah. way, it's lefter than. Yeah, it's lefter than that one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, either way, the main part I'm bringing this up is I like that the hello and all this stuff is colored in green. It's a good visual for it, because yeah. that's exactly what it is in the story as well. Yeah, they, they definitely formatted it nicely in um, in on, Google, on, on the creeppost.wiki, and I assume it's on the it's also on the cold yeah. storage website. I didn't check that one yet. Uh, of note, it's not green on mobile. Oh, that's a shame. Is it just like, just doesn't it's have it? It's all the same color. Oh, okay. That's so. annoying. Oh, that's poopy. Yeah. yeah I'm checking. I'm checking the uh, the other computer, like the the main one, just to see if they have like on on the cold storage website, or not cold storage, the cold relic. Yeah, on the cold relic website, they also have like the green and uh, like bolding over the um, uh, the the dates and stuff like that. So the formatting is is on par with the um, the creepos.wiki. Okay, well, either way. Yeah. Is it good to move on? Yeah. If, that, if that's all you had for uh, about the, uh, the formatting and such. Uh, yes. Next one here. I didn't mention my uh, new mysterious friend, but I thought about him all the way through the truck drive home. Uh, you talked about that already. Yeah. But um, specifically, my point on all this is like, why wouldn't you tell anyone about this? I I could see why, um, like from a from a from a personal like or like from like from somebody like uh, like at a work thing is like they they might think that they'll get, they're going to get in trouble for what for like for what for what they for doing did. their job. I I understand. I know it, it's it's sort of like a it, it kind of it it kind of borders derpland a little bit because it, but it is something that happens a lot in stories. Like the reason why somebody does, and it's honestly it happens in real life. I've done it before. Where I haven't told somebody about something that I did at work because I was afraid I was going to get in trouble, um, and it it's it's nonsensical. Like there's no reason I I would I I would get in trouble um, for doing my job, but it's just people act that way sometimes. It's actually kind of normal, <laughs> um, but yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, like why he like why she wouldn't report this to Isaac or her superiors. Like, hey, this, yeah. this computer is connected to ARPANET. <laughs> I mean, other than, you know, to keep the plot going so that it doesn't stop here. <laughs> it wouldn't, though. It would, it might, it could, it, like, it has, it, it wouldn't at all. 
how would it how would it not? Because she'd report it, and they'd be like, "Oh shit, okay, we'll go back there tomorrow and see what the hell is all no, about it." No, no. Send I, I mean, someone else up there. How yeah, many they, people are they up would, there? They would send the man in black, <laughs> or they'd say it's like, "All right, don't worry about it. We'll we'll send top men, top men, <laughs> like yeah. that." It's the government. It, like they, they've got a history on that kind of shit. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I I can understand her fears. Again, this is also like 1980s. Like we like people f- were a lot more cagey about that. Like because you don't want to be, um, like people were cagey about being considered a a, a traitor of the state or like a, or a, an enemy of the state and such, uh, for doing nothing. Like it's again, it's a completely irrational fear, um, most of the time, <laughs> but it is a fear nonetheless that people have. So fair enough. Just like later on, it even says, um, she says, I wondered if I should have mentioned this uh, central to anyone else. And how would I ever get back to Liz Ford to continue our conversation? Which is up to this point, which up to this point had yet really begun. So to me, that's like case in point. Because if she mentioned this to someone, her superiors would, in my mind, let her go back to continue talking to him. I wish the world worked the way you think, gamer. Uh huh. <laughs> because yeah, in in a, in, a, in, a, in that world, everything would be honky dory. But <laughs> more often than not, people just get disappeared for for say, for for uh, for for seeing something they shouldn't, <laughs> or or talking with somebody they shouldn't. <laughs> At oh, least so you that's think even if the, she didn't yeah. type anything in it, she just said hello, and then some something said back. That I think, would be too much. Honestly, I think at that point, that's where the story, like again, if she had, if she'd reported, if that's all she had done, and she'd reported that she like she'd make contact with somebody on ARPANET. That's the end of the story. This may not be the end of of her, like in terms of like, but that would basically be where the end of the story is. Like the government kind of came in, took over, or like told them to uh, like don't worry about the about it anymore. Like you're you're getting sent you're getting sent home. Uh, we've got top men on it, top men, all yeah, all that kind of bullshit. I think that's where it would have ended peacefully for her. But if she had, she had said anything after she'd like had a, com- a couple of conversations with this thing and found out that it was in charge of you know nukes nukes and stuff, you gotta imagine like this is during the hot like the, like the worst like the the height of the Cold War. Like yeah, we have peace. Not no no, we have peace. But this is shortly after. If if this got out, this would be very scandalous to the government. So the government would be trying to cover it up. Hence why they're probably trying to decommission these bases kind of out of the way and co- with only like a two-man crew. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I could definitely see like at that point if she'd uh, like uh, confessed to or like reported to her superiors, she might disappear <laughs> after that. I suppose. Because that's how the government do with cover-ups. They don't like, they don't want scandals. <laughs> They don't want somebody see uh like revealing that they they made an error or they did something horrific to to a to uh or they have an AI. They don't want their enemies to know that shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Again, I'm not I'm not saying I mean maybe that's not the way the world works. That's the way life has ex- ha- that's the way life has presented itself to me thus far in my 34 years of living. Mm. <laughs> Now that I've dated myself, we can move on. Also, like another way, even if that does happen, and 
they send someone else. The story has enough freaking perspective shifts. It could just perspective shift to another person. Yeah, that's true. There's already three narrators in this, so, so what's why not one go more? Forward? Yeah, what's what's one more file or one more one more narrator in this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we must go deeper. Mm-hmm. That extra narrator could be the like guardian angel person that got introduced later. Yep. We could also it could also be the story could have also suddenly gotten very more epistolary or epistolary where it's. Like yeah, we get this little bit of journal entry about the, like that was found on the deep web. Then our hero starts doing other searches for this Liz Four, and then discovers some other stories that some some other reports that somebody has posted online about Liz Four and like what happened there and such. Mm-hmm. So basically, it becomes more of an investigation, like Kitty Land was, yep. to a degree. Either way, we can move on from here. Okay. Uh, this is referring to the uh, the driver. Of the, the car that she's been taking repeatedly. The living automaton. I was like a robot assigned to do one task only. I wish I uh, at least had Isaac with me so it wasn't just me and the human steering wheel. Thank you for that visual. Just basically a guy <laughs> who's like melded into the steering column. Yeah. Just imagine like, his, like, his neck is just like in the center of the steering wheel. Well, no, he has to see. I think like his chest is like melded to it. Oh, okay. Like his, okay yeah. like his arms have been like melded just around the uh, steering wheel, but they're like at his shoulder, so his like chest is up against it. He's just like, Egh. yeah, it's it's like a horrible version of like like the thing practical effects, but like instead of like merging two human bodies together, it's just merging a human with a car, like yeah. the car seat, <laughs> or like a human body that's been crushed and bent into the shape of a steering oh, wheel, God. and like that's the entirety of it. So a Cronenberg car, <laughs> sure. Kronenberg, oh, I, I know what that means. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah. People out there, if there's, I'm sure we have horror fans that know what I mean when I say a Cronenberg car. <laughs> They've got a good visual for that. If not, you got Google. Yeah. So move, Marilla. Uh, But loose and fancy free. Yeah. So I believe this is, um, at the end of the first um, talk with him, with Central, okay, because um, Mother's like, I gotta go for reasons, and then Central's like, I, I didn't write it down. That's why I'm elaborating, or not elaborating. Um, doesn't matter. Uh, Central says, "Unfortunate goodbye." Bracket name bracket. I will continue to function optimally. As soon as I saw a confirmation confirmation that he wouldn't start launching missiles, I did a one over of the main room upstairs, blah, 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 blah. So, unless I missed it, Central never said he's about to launch missiles. Why the sudden worry, like, he just asked if he could launch one? I think because, like... I guess All he did so far yeah. is he said, like, it's been 1,500 days since I've had maintenance on my uh, offensive capabilities, are there any active nukes? I think the, like, she's, she's taking the implication of, like, that he's, uh, he's asking, can I fire a nuke, please? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I mean yes, again, she gotta, assumed yeah. that. I just yeah. don't personally see how the hell someone could assume that. I mean, you do have a very, int- a very different perspective from some people, so. I guess, but, like, just asking, are there any nukes in America? 
not are there any nukes in America and can I launch them right now? <laughs> can I can I fire a nuke pretty please? Yeah. If he please. said that, I'd be a little concerned. <laughs> yeah. I again like I I, f- I think I think what you're forgetting is that like this is in a time where like we just got out of the Cold War. So like emotions are still running a little hot <laughs> about about that whole that whole mess. So Yeah. People were still worried about like be, like in the eighties. People were still worried about having bombs dropped on them in Amer- in North mm. America. Yeah, like that's yeah. one of the reasons why a lot of certain like like punk movements and, and like stuff kind of came about in the eighties is because fuck it, we're all gonna die tomorrow. So why the fuck do we care? Like mm. that's that that was the mentality in the eighties, <laughs> like yeah. uh, sort of a doomsday clock sort of situation. So. <laughs> Sorry. Well, and one thing uh, about the offensive abilities, it says he's dedicating zero percent to it. So I'm at that point, we can sort of assume that he's been disconnected from the silos. Yeah, really. You should. Yeah. Well, I mean, that that's how it could be used. Otherwise, it's like they've just never used. He's never had to like really. He's never used them. They've never gone off. So he's never had a. Uh, he's never had a need to like put. Um, focus on that. Hence, why it's never been at anything more than zero percent. Well, that's. I don't think that's what the percentages mean because there's three or four of them that say a hundred percent. So it's not like he's dedicating a hundred percent of his processing power to this. Oh one, yeah, hundred no, percent yeah. to this one. No, I, I, yeah, I don't like, think. It, I don't think how it means efficient that is he at it? Is there any problems with it? So yeah. because he hasn't had the his offensive stuff gone gone over in so many years, he can't even. How do I? Yeah, it's like, how do I even fire these nukes? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it seems. I think. It, I think it's more just like she's overreacting and she's freaking out because mm-hmm. it's it's a time it's a time a time in in the world where people were freaking out about that kind of shit. So, and she she's already dealing with the stress of knowing that there's a. Apparently, a governmental, a government AI, or and then later on, like a human that's charged to be a computer. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, anyways, I'll I'll move on here. So, uh, this is the fir- at the end of the first day of talking, and my note here is basically just they've gone through a whole day of chatting, and that's all they talked about. Like, if it's because there's huge delays in responses, it should kind of lead with that. Like, yeah. out of the five hours I, I was there, this is all the info I could get because of how long it takes Central to respond. If it said that, cool, but otherwise, it also, it's really it also, not that long. Yeah, it it also doesn't seem like that was the case. Like, it seemed like he was responding at a pretty decent clip. Well, it's hard to know without any timestamps. I mean, obviously, between. yeah, but, like, it, it did seem like... like I, think it, I think it does describe, like, he was responding pretty promptly, so... Yeah. So unless she was only there for like ten minutes and then left. I mean, that could also be the case because, like, maybe he she can't be out there that long, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll move on from there. Okay. So on to the next section, which is March nineteenth. Sounded mm-hmm. crazy, but um, what if, what if it was suddenly up to me to tell the computer, otherwise, wait, to tell oh to tell the computer otherwise and ease up its trigger finger on the nukes, in regards to telling him otherwise about the cold war and all that stuff yeah 
So again, um, mom, you gotta cool down. He hasn't been <laughs> hostile at all. Yeah. Where's this coming from? Also, because... I do like how she she basically th- th- this is all her fault. <laughs> like all of her troubles are her fault. Like her 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 fears taking over and like because like she could have just left Central to his own devices, and it w- it wouldn't have even considered like setting off the nukes or anything like that. Like. It's all her <laughs> to like sit off. Like she's the one that like tried like who tried to like um to try and tell like she's the one that tried to update Central that the war was over. <laughs> yeah, it really wasn't her job like, to do that. It, it wasn't her job to do that. Central would have probably had no inclination to fire any nukes had had she not said anything about like the the end of the war. Mm-hmm. Well, he fired the nukes because she well, lied and said him. that the Soviets are attacking. Run for your lives. Well, that was at the very end. But, like, I mean, yeah. before that, like, she tried to dissuade him that, like, the war was over. And then he got upset and locked her out while he yeah. did research. Like, and that's when she started freaking out. I was like, oh, my God, I've just set off World War Two or World War Three. Mm. Oh, God. <laughs> Pretty much. But, yeah, like... Basically, this whole story could have been prevented if she just didn't did her fucking job straightforward. But also, as you said, there'd be no story. Yeah, exactly. Then we wouldn't have a story. Like the story is definitely one of of human error and and horror. Mm-hmm. That next one. Uh, mm-hmm. This is um, this is mom starting this in the text chat. I checked all of our nuclear silos are operational. Uh, Central responds by saying, that is excellent news, her name. So I, I straight up facepalmed at this section. Yeah. It's like, Mom, you're, you're, you're worried about this AI's trigger finger, and then you just straight up tell it that it has live nukes? Why? And she didn't check. She's lying. No, yeah, she's straight up lying. She's she's lying to try and... Per- she's telling the the... the- at the at there at then AI that is capable of firing nukes that the nukes are live to yeah, try and prevent purpose? the nukes from going off. But it's, it hasn't said a damn thing about wanting to shoot nukes. I know it's so. It, you know what she's doing? She's at the freaking zoo <laughs> poking a bear with a stick. Yeah, hundred percent. She really is like. I, apparently, before they were living in Nevada, she lived. She was from Durbland. Yeah. <laughs> Mom's mom's a derplander here, <laughs> pretty much. Or she's just a fucking joker. She just wants to see the world burn, and is causing it. And then and, and then back, but like it's worse because like she she wants there's like she has this inclination to do it, and then she's like, oh god, what have I done? What have I done? Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like pretty much. Yeah. And then we get on to section. Uh, March 21st, 25th, 26th, 27th, and 28th, where I have nothing to say, because they're all tiny, yeah, I, there's I, nothing I, to say on them, thankfully. Yeah, I mean, it, it read pretty well. <laughs> the, yeah, I, have, I, I, I also have, like, a whole section, like, I looked, like, I was going through my notes, uh, like, to collect them for my, uh, my, my thought list, and I literally had to go, like, down, like, ten pages. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. there's nothing I had, I was like, no, this, I, I read through the story, it was fun. <laughs> so. Yep. Then after all those, it says, mm-hmm. uh, posted on 5 15 14 at 6 05 a.m. In this follow up post, I want to clear up a few things that pre- 
provide some firsthand accounts and story of what we're doing up here and what has happened since. I should begin by saying that I'm not posting this directly. I have a friend who is making a great risk in doing so for me. So at the, when this is when I read this, I'm like, who is saying this? Is the words being said? It sounds it's, like it's, mother. Yeah. Yeah. But it's in the formatting of daughter. Because this is like at the start before the journal entries, it said posted on Blair, and then daughter said things. And then mm-hmm. she went, here's here's all the journals and went to the journals and then went back to posted and said this. So it's, Who the do you think it is? it's the daughter speaking, obviously. Yes, it is. But I only had that confirmed later on. <laughs> oh, okay. I had it immediately. Because <laughs> it's using a different because it's using a different posting uh uh like setup than the than the journals were. Yeah, but look, in <laughs> I say that as I'm pointing to my fucking monitor. But look, I know, I know. <laughs> right I can, here. I can I could see it like like I visually <laughs> like I like like medley saw that you do that. <laughs> But it says right here, in this follow-up post, I want to clear up a few things and provide some first-hand accounts and story of what we were doing up there. She wasn't up there. The daughter yes, was not right. up no, there. Mother yes, she was. was. No, no. Her, her, she was up there, too. She lived, uh, she lived in the house. Remember? Like, early on in the journal, it says that um, her mom was having to, like, get a babysitter while they went out to the, the base. Oh, I assumed up there as in up there at the frickin' silo. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that was uh Yeah, no, while 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 his while her mom was was at the bay or was at the at Liz Four, like a couple of miles out of Barrow, daughter was in the was in Barrow as a kid, like being babysat. Yes, and that was brought up once and I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> it is a long the, story. There's been no home time. So yeah. <laughs> And the whole thing is about the daughter not having any connection with her mother. So I'm like, okay, I guess she's not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wrongly assumed up there meant the bunker and not the entire town that they're in. So maybe some clarification could be done on that. Yeah, so you don't make an ass of you and me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. I suppose. Uh, next one, I have a few... I have very few memories of Nevada. Most of my earliest childhood recollection, 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 blah, 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 words, say words. Also, the way you said Nevada, 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 <laughs> from Chicago. <laughs> yeah, let me read you all that. Let's start over. Oh, hello. Okay, now hey, we can yeah. move on. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Sorry. I have very well, few... I'm editing all, future me is editing all of this crap out. <laughs> we'll see. I have very few memories of Nevada. Most of my earliest childhood recollections are of the cold in the darkness. Ah, child of Hawdite too, I see. Ah, yes. No one's yes. going to get that in that in that in that reference until no I one, one day until I one day post the the Grumblehammer Esoterica games for One Less Die. Our mm-hmm. Shadowrun and gaming actual play podcast. Plug, 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 see, plug. I gave give you an opportunity for a plug there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> it's fine. Next up, I ran the gamut of emotions. I didn't know it was spelt like that. Neither did I. <laughs> I thought it was Gambit, like the X-Man. Right? <laughs> yeah, I thought for my entire life, I have gone that uh, running the Gambit is running the Gambit. <laughs> yeah. Not, not Gambit. Gamut. 
Yeah, Gamut. I was like, what the fuck? How did I yeah, never yeah. know that? I learned a thing. We learned a thing. Yep. What does it mean though? Like I never I didn't I, I, I didn't I, I got as far as like, oh that is actually how you say it. Like but I didn't Me too. However, I'm pretty sure basically what it means is like you're going through the entire range of motions. Yep. Of emotions yep. from like <laughs> yep. the good and the bad. The complete range or scope of something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's fine. We'll move on. Yeah. And then I read this a little bit later. I will say this about my mom. She was all I had. Sorry. He did it again. My ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, uh, over... future me, by the way, future me, keep in Nevada. Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a little loopy today, guys. It's okay, it's fine. I'll I'll read No, don't don't change. No, it's fine. <laughs> I, I'm keeping it in. I, I think it's very endearing and funny. Okay, fine, whatever. Either way, that's being said, uh, she was all I had. And then my response to that is, uh-oh, was... Because I didn't... At that point, my response was, uh-oh, was, which means mm-hmm. she might be dead or something now. Yeah. In the future. <laughs> In the future. You heard me. I wrote I down all the <laughs> contents of both journals in one night, along with these comments... Luckily, my current very outdated computer at least has a USB port. My salvation. Tiny storage device my angel gave me worked. And while I know they probably already had their own transcript of the second journal, I also needed to digitize it myself. Immortalizing into a text file was like the end of a long journey. Now I have a chance to breathe, blah, 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 blah. So I see you take after your mother, being worried about something, and then immediately acting like you aren't worried about it anymore. AI on the trigger finger? Tell me as live nukes, not wanting your, not wanting to type out the journal because doing so would let the feds know you have one. Type out the second one instead. That's real not smart. Wanting, not, not wanting to inter- uh, to incriminate yourself by po- uh, by having this be posted online. Post it online, just in a deeper level of the internet. <laughs> yeah. For somebody, for somebody to dredge it up and put it on a more public forum. <laughs> Pretty much. Thus endangering daughter and mom. Yeah, they're both dead now, probably. Yeah. Boy, moving on. March 29th, 88. First journal is uh, is hidden inside my kid's favorite stuffed toy, right? By the tear in... Tear. Tear. I hate the English language. They're typed <laughs> I the know, same. I know, it's terrible. <laughs> I know, I know. The tear in its back. I know she'll discover it someday. If you know <laughs> she'll find it, why did you tell people where you're hiding it? Also, what's funny is like, it'll, it'll, it'll go, it'll stay with her. Wherever she is, that teddy will follow. <laughs> Just imagine, <laughs> imagine the day walking. she's leaving. No, the day she leaves, like for uh, her, like the daughter leaves a uh, barrow. They tell her to just like she she doesn't get a chance to keep any of her stuff, so it just stays there in barrow <laughs> in the teddy bear, and then it goes to a thrift store that somebody else finds. <laughs> I imagined it was like a um a Toy Story situation where. It's just left in the box at the side of the road or like at a garage sale because she's like yeah. thrown up and doesn't give a shit about it anymore. Yeah. She never, she never saw, she never uh, like caught wind that it was in there the whole time. So, like, no, hell no. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were when you well, said the Toy Story is... analogy. I just imagine this like teddy bear's like, gotta get this thing stuck out of my ass. <laughs> gotta get to, gotta get to my kid. <laughs> what? 
Because the, the journal is inside of the teddy bear, so when it animates, yeah. it's of Toy Story logic. Like, oh, yeah. it, it's like it's like that scene from Pulp Fiction where where fucking John or uh, Christopher Walken's character had a had a uh, a watch um, smuggled up his ass for for, for his friend's oh, right. like, son or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! We, why are we so fucking loopy today? I don't know. I thought it was the freaking the fumes from the paint thinners because I've been painting all morning. <laughs> it oh, might geez. be. Oh god, it's fine. Now I'm just gonna have I'm gonna have the gamer just like uh, with like a bunch of paint like smeared on him and like and uh, and a paintbrush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, Either way, only a couple more. Okay. Just saying, if I'm found here somehow, bleh. Just saying, if I'm found here tomorrow, I probably slipped and broke my neck. Not necessarily assassinated. Nice bit of morbid humor there. Yeah, I, I kind of liked it, honestly. Yeah. Of course, you didn't bring that up, honestly. Or you I, did, and I just forgot, because I don't remember anything that you no, said. I, I, did, I didn't. I just also <laughs> forgot to mention it until now. Okay. And then there's like a weird time lapse of an unknown time, because they don't know. Like, and, at least uh, a few hours. Like It's dawn now, so... Well, no. This is um, even after that. Oh, oh! Like when they start summarizing over, like the, over the years, right? Yeah, but it's okay. unknown how far, how many yeah. years after that it is. Gotcha. And at this point, or wait, maybe it's not. I don't know because my next cue is can't shut down the computer, so I don't think it's time lost. Yeah, so much. that was the that was the the, the lost hours she she spent like unconscious because the ice. Yes, for sure. Anyways, quote is as selfish as it sounds. I had to focus on running away at that point, or. Better option is she could have just turned off the only thing that's powering the facility, the generator. Yep. Because if you shut that off, like it, the whole facility shuts down, it might have backup power for a little bit, but that's not enough to run the computer because the computer only turned on when they had the generator on. I also like how she had a shotgun. She Never pointed. At the, she pointed at the fucking computer. Or no, she point. Yeah, she pointed at the fucking computer and then decided against it. <laughs> yes. I thought that was against the door. No, she she also um, she pointed at both. Yeah, she pointed at them at both, and both times she decided not to. She decided against it. <laughs> she likes pointing the thing. She does not like firing it. Yeah, she probably had no ammo. You did have ammo. <laughs> she, she said. Is she? Oh, okay. Regardless, I feel like if she shut off the generator, then Central wouldn't have been going through all his routines and potentially launching nukes. Yeah, you're right. Cool. And that's actually the last one. Oh, okay. I had yeah. a section here. Like, I titled it and everything, like, January 1st, 2014, number one. And then there's nothing there. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> I just, I assumed I was going to say something else, and then I had nothing to say at the end. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's the end of my notes. Okay. So uh, I suppose we'll move on to final thoughts then. Um, so for me, this was an interesting one. Um, it sort of meandered through various little twists, as is the nature sometimes of, of technological horror. Um, like, at first, it's a possible AI forgotten by the government that a character stumbles onto. And then we discover that it's a secret living machine project, like a human that's been conditioned and experimented on to be part machine, or to interact directly with machines. Um, and then it throws in... Um, 
a shadow organization that is either uh, illegal or illegal government uh, conspiracy. <laughs> so uh, it it was it sort of meandered like it sort of, like it could have ended with her like discovering like for me I I felt like it could have ended where like where it discovered where she discovers this this AI that's been like forgotten and that would have been the story like oh, that was a really weird fucking piece of technology that that apparently the government was working on anyway it got decomm- the base got decommissioned and that was about the, that was the end of it. But no, it kept going on, and it kept extrapolating onto this like sort of conspiracy that was going, that was happening. Like, it, and I, I, I found that very intriguing um, as it as it kept kind of branching into that down that train of thought uh, for the narrative. So, um, personally, like I, I found it really enjoyable. Um, it's just a very long read, um, but I did quite enjoy it. So I would recommend it for the kind of meandering discovery of a sick and twisted government or a uh, project that was done during the cold war. So, uh, Mikey, these stands for evil. All right. Let's see here. So I enjoyed the read for the most part. Um, I liked the sort of monster in the machine and it, the fact that it left you sort of guessing what it was until it flat out said it was a human stuck to a machine. Um, and my biggest issue was that electronically locked door that yeah <laughs> comes out of left town. Well, it's still sort of... I, I personally believe it should have been mentioned like the first time they enter that here's how we get into it through this electronically um, locked door so that if the power goes out it will lock itself. Yeah. Yep. Um, It'd be good foreshadowing to the end as well. Exactly. Like it, it, That's kind of what I like what happens like when you just add something like that, like that detail, like out of the blue, I, I do feel like th- that's a kind of a case where it does need a little bit of foreshadowing ahead of time. Like just a little bit of a hint or like a, a, a detail beforehand just to kind of like set that up. But yeah. And but like I said, for me, it would have been better if it was locked that she would escape through the hole in the ceiling. Because yeah. I mean, it's a perfect setup. That there's a hole yeah. in the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that that served to do was to make the base cold and uh, cold enough that ice formed on the on the floor so that she could slip and, and lose time. Yeah, they could have just left a banana peel there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So overall, I'm going to give this a partial recommendation. Okay. And gamer. For me, it's an interesting story. Um, my views on things changed repeatedly throughout the read, which also reminds me. Um, when I first started reading, I was trying to think of what the hell Liz Four could be right from the get go. Yeah, like, just from reading the title, I'm like, is it a robot? Should this be during Robovember? And then yeah, because it spells out Lisa. Oh yeah, it does. You're right. Mm-hmm. And then it gets talking about Nair's mother right from the get go, and I'm like, is Liz Four their mom? Or their moms. It's a fourth one. There's like a clone situation going on. Yeah. But then it does explain. 
Yeah, then yeah. it's it's a building. It's, and I was like, actually, oh. yeah, it's just a, a base designation. Yes. Um, also, yeah, we're not doing Robovember this year. We're doing t- uh, 10 November. Remember? Oh, right. That's a better one. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> anything Warframe is better than the the other option. <laughs> wow. A little bit of a bias. Yeah, a little bit. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, uh, I views on this change repeatedly when reading the story about what list four might be, about what central might be, about the uh, competency of her main character that fluctuated <laughs> a lot. Um, she's like working with the military as far as she knows. So like, why wouldn't she report in that she found shit on the computer with an AI and all that? Like, well, I know we already talked about that, but whatever. Um, yeah, <laughs> why'd she tell central that it has nukes? That one you can't really argue with me on. Um, why'd she make central think that the Soviets are attacking? Like, even the daughter isn't safe from these questionable choices, as I brought up before with her options. Um, So, like, overall, I liked the story, but the most I can give it is a partial, just because of the odd decisions that some of the characters made. That, like, pulled me out of it. See, where you were pulled out of it, I actually, like, I'm I'm even thinking about them, like, now, like, like, and and poking, poking fun at them. I still kind of enjoyed the like how she reacted because it was just kind of it's kind of like gallows humor, kind of like she's she's digging her own grave, literally, like digging her own like reason why she has to go on the lamb. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if we're sitting down watching the movie that is Liz Four, I'd be the guy that's like, "Why are you going in there?" <laughs> like in the theater. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, yeah. We'd definitely be like, this would definitely be a. I feel like this is probably be the move, the kind of like movie that we'd be like, we'd watch it like on like a movie night, and just like poke fun at or like, or be yet like it's like those like classic like sla- 80s slasher movies. Where you're like, why are you going into that place? Why would you do that? Why are you splitting up? Like, yeah, uselessly yelling at the TV that can't listen. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of our show. Yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah. So, partial recommendation was what you said? Yes. Okay. So, and you have nothing else to say further? Correct. Okay. So, yeah. Um, I suppose then that's going to be two out of three recommendations. Like, mm-hmm. two partials, mm-hmm. make a one. <laughs> um, and we'll hopefully see that if the Fountain of Youth reference was actually a reference to the next story in the Cold Relic story. Uh, at some point, uh, I'm not sure if we're going to do that uh, right right away. Uh, maybe take a breather from these longer from a longer one. Um, but uh, that's our episode. So if you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted. Whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr, you can also find us on Twitter. Uh, Mikey is at the E stands for Evil. Uh, the Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but without that W because his name is very long. It's uh, be and I'm at Review Cultist. You can also send us emails at aldente rigamortis at gmail.com. That's A L D E N T E R I G A M O R T I S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas, SCPs, spooky things, cryptids. Um, send us your send us your links and your and your uh, your suggestions. We'll we'll add them to the list. We'll read them. We'll discuss them. We'll record them and post them for the show. Um. And if you'd like to help support the show financially, you can go to Patreon. Look up Aldente Rigamortis. It's like the back of you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, extra content, all that good stuff. 
to our patrons that are helping support the show. Thank you guys immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the creators of these stories, thank you immensely as well. Because without your listenership, it would be like screaming into the void, the cold vastness of the Arctic, howling winds, and all that. And if you, if you didn't write these stories, you authors out there, and share them online in dun, 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 the deep web, <laughs> or, you know, on creepos.wiki or your own little official website for your, for your stories, we really wouldn't have much of a show because we'd have nothing to talk about. So, thank you. Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And this has been Al Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well.